quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. We're back for another episode of the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Good morning, Gemma. How are you doing? What's going well? We got a little puppy. We love this puppy so much and the boys are loving him and they're like doing little jobs. So it's good. Like it's teaching them. I don't know if it's responsibility or what. They're just like caring for something else and they're helping me. Like this morning we broke up 20 dog treats and they put them in little containers and (laughs) they just want to help. They say that it teaches them empathy. Oh, why? Oh my God. Because they feel what the dog feels, right? And they feel sad for them or they feel happy for them or they start to care, like you said, care for them. But I heard my friend who's a vet said that there's a study out that shows that kids learn empathy when they have a pet. Oh, I love that. Well, now I feel even better. I mean, he'll be with them till they're in high school, you know, so they're going to have a good run with this dog. So sweet. Yeah, it's going well for you. There's no school today. And so I said, well, since there's no school, then I guess there's no electronics. Now is there? And they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, what are we supposed to do? We can't do anything. I mean, we can't do anything. There's nothing to do. It's the only thing. And I was like, well, then we have a bigger problem. I don't know. <laughs> the only thing to do, then more, more reason we shouldn't have them. And so she threw like this mini temper tantrum and her sister went and stayed listen with her. And she goes, I understand it's hard, Pia. It's hard not to have your electronics, but do you want to do my makeup? And then it was makeup and now it's the nails and then the hair and they're going to be in there hopefully the whole time we do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, at least maybe more. That's amazing. I love sisters. When they're sweet, they're sweet. When they're not, they're not. <laughs> So today we are talking about lying and the the different kinds of lies and maybe where they come from and how we can curtail them and just the whole thing behind lying. I'm going to lean on you because we were just talking about it. My kids are so little. They don't really have much to lie about. And I've kind of set the stage like you can lie and I'm fine, you know. (laughs) 
Well, I think that's a really good point, Gemma. And I think the the thing I'd like to say to start off is that we all lie. I might say, oh, I can't see you today because I'm not feeling well. And maybe I'm not feeling well, but I could have other plans with somebody else that we're mutual friends with. And I don't want to say so because you weren't invited. I'm starting to spare your feelings because I'm trying to, you know, make sure our relationship isn't okay. So I might tell you a white lie. Um, there's a lot of times we say tell lies because we're embarrassed or we're ashamed or we feel like we're going to be judged. We say, like lots of people will say, you know, lies to embellish themselves, to make themselves look better because they're worried about how people think of them. So we have the standard where we're saying like, our child can't lie because it's inappropriate and it's not okay. And we've been sternly told like, your kid should not lie to you. They should tell you always the truth. But if there isn't that safe place to fall, then your kid is going to lie to you because they feel judged. So I think that's like the bigger overarching theme with lying is that first of all, it happens and kids are going to lie to you. Your kid is going to lie to you at one point or another. And it's okay. It's not the end of the world. There's this conventional thinking that says that we should tell our children, well, you're going to be in more trouble if you lie. You're not only going to be in the trouble that you're in because of the bad thing you did, but you're also going to be in trouble if you lie. Well, that's really flawed thinking. Now you're going to be in double trouble. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be in double trouble. So if you're not, quote unquote, getting in trouble in the first place, then there's no reason for you to lie because you're not scared. And I think what children do is they're scared they're going to rupture the relationship that they share with us. They don't want us to feel badly about them. And they also don't want to do the wrong thing, but sometimes they just do because of an unmet need or because of a fear or because of they don't want to get in trouble. There's a lot of different reasons why kids lie. And so if we can keep that in mind, that they're really trying to preserve the relationship they share with us because that relationship is important. Their reptilian brain tells them, I need to be connected to this human being this parent, this caretaker, because they are going to take care of me. They are going to give me my food, my shelter, my love. I am completely dependent on this person, whether I want to be or not. And so I have to make sure that that relationship is good so I can get all my needs met. So if those needs aren't being met in other ways, then they're also going to do whatever they can to keep that together because they're scared that they're going to lose part of that relationship. I totally agree because when like KK does something wrong, he owns it and he'll tell me because he doesn't get in trouble. Like he knows I'm not going to be mad. You can tell me that like you pooped on the floor and I'm not mad. Like we'll clean it up together and we might laugh and you don't have to lie. Like you don't have to blame it on someone else Mm -hmm. because I'm right here either way. Yeah. As a teacher, I saw a lot of it. You know, you knew the kid that was doing X, Y, or Z and you would confront them. And of course they would say, no, I didn't do it. I think that's an important point too. If you know that your child did something, don't shame them into telling you the truth. There's no need for that. You already know they did it. Like move on. It's okay. You don't have to insist on a confession. I guess is the point. Like we already know what happened. They're so embarrassed with their behavior. And that's actually a good indicator to you. Like they have morality. We might think the opposite. Like they don't have morality because they've lied to us, right? Oh, they're so immoral. They lied to us. How could they? This is awful. But in actuality, they're avoiding telling the truth because they have that morality because they feel so badly about it. If they didn't feel badly about it, 
they didn't think that it was wrong, then they might just tell you and have no remorse around it. But they actually care and they can't face the music because it's too hard because they know whatever they did was wrong. Mm -hmm. That's enough. They've gotten to their own remorse. They've gotten to their own shame. They've gotten to the place they need to be. That is a big enough lesson in itself. We don't need to shame them into confessing, so to speak. Right. And I feel like if you already know who did it, there's no point in even asking, you know, like who spilled the milk? You don't have to ask if you know. I usually walk over and say, what happened? And then I give them the chance, to, you know, like you tell me whatever story they want. And or we just say, oh, I guess we got to clean the milk up. Yeah. We want the help. Yeah. I, I just, I think that we have really high standards when it comes to lying. We expect our children to be very honest and forthright with everything with us, but we aren't necessarily that way all the time. And there are reasons for lies and some lies have a place in this world. Also, Patty Whipler likes to say that behind the lie is an underlying unmet need. And some of the ones that she talks about is the kid who has the tall tale, like, oh, I went to Mount Everest and hiked the whole thing with my whole family. You know, the kid that does that, they make up these big tales and you know it's a lie, of course, especially when they're really little, but they want some attention. They want the positive attention. They want to be like seen as cool as they stand out. They want to be unique. And so they might do that. And that's okay. And I think the remedy to all of these lies, and we'll go into a couple more that I've kind of highlighted, is connection. So the more connected a kid is, meaning A, we take away all punishments, all blame, all shame, all judgment. We take all that out. That is a big part of connective parenting, is taking that stuff out of your world. And then we infuse in special time and play and empathy and understanding and caring and love. So we get rid of the punishment stuff and we bring in all these other lovely things. That's when a kid feels really connected. And when they feel really connected, there isn't that need to lie and the unmet needs are more fulfilled. So when the unmet needs are more fulfilled, the lying subsides. You don't need to have the lecture or the reasoning talk with them. And those two things too are, are very disconnecting. And I know people will say, well, I had a long talk with them or we discussed it and I told them that this is better than that and this is how that this is okay and this is not okay. That's a lecture. And a lecture in my mind is a punishment because you're sitting a child down and telling them why they're wrong. Yeah, that's how we were all parented, right? With the lecturing style. And that is why we like lied so much, or at least me, you know, I, that made me lash out more because I was like, I have no safe place to tell you like these things I'm scared to tell you. So I'm just going to go hide in my room and we'll be more disconnected. That's right. Or you go the other way and you become the rebel, right? Right. There's the, another lie, like, I don't want to do something lie. Like, I don't want to do whatever the task kind of lie. Like, I, I don't want to do it because I'm too tired. Oh, I don't want to do it because I'm too whatever. And I think that's like, they don't want to really tell you why they don't want to do it. They don't want to really be honest with you about it because they don't think that anyone is there to hear or listen to them or understand them or to love them through it. And to say, oh, I know it's really hard. No one's having empathy with them. So when you don't have the empathy in your parenting method and your parenting approach, then it might come out as a need where I, I don't know if someone loves me, even if I say this, like if I say this thing that it might not be acceptable, like 
I hate my sister. I, I don't want to do the dishes. And so they, they tend to lie around it so that they don't have to face the fact that no one's giving them the empathy that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the lie, like, I'm going to sneak and get what I want kind of lie. You know, sneaking the food, sneaking the treats, that kind of thing. The idea is that I want these things, but I feel like my request or my want or my desire is going to fall on deaf ears. And so then I sneak to get what I want because I want to fulfill this unmet need, but I know that nobody's going to understand me. So the idea would be you can still set the limit and say, I'm so sorry, we can't have that. But then we have to lean into the, I know it's, I know you want another cookie. I understand. It's hard not to have the cookies and to really be empathic around that part really goes back to empathy. And so it's like, you can have empathy for a child's feelings, but still hold the limit. Then you're giving them, you're helping them fulfill that unmet need of being heard and understood and seen. We do that with, um, you actually taught me it with cookies and stuff. I'll say like, when you're my age, how many cookies are you going to eat every day? And I let them dream. And on car rides, I always try to find games. So we do like, would you rather? And I say, would you rather eat a hundred cookies or five M&Ms? You know, like we yeah, just daydream totally. about all the stuff they want. That's good. And I mean, it's like, I think when we deny it and be like, no, we're not going to have it. No more cookies. That's it. We're done. You cannot ask any more. Then it's like, yeah, but let me have my feelings around it. Don't just shut me completely down. Just tell me, I understand you want cookies, but we can't. Like, just hear me out at least. It's just like, hear me out. Hear what I have to say. See me, hear me, understand me, even if you don't give in to me, if that makes any sense. That makes total sense in all areas of life. We do. Yeah. And then there's the, I'm not bad lies. And it's the lying about the bad behavior. It's the relying about doing something wrong or something that their parents might think is wrong. You know, and I've said this a lot, kids who are punished often end up lying at some point or another because they're trying to avoid getting in trouble because they don't want to rupture the relationship they share with the parent and they don't want to be seen as bad. And sometimes kids don't know why they misbehave. Like, I know for Esme, this was a big thing when before I started this method and even as I started this method, she and her sister had huge sibling rivalry and she would be unkind to her sister in terrible ways. She would hit her, she would pinch her, she would push her, she would do all kinds of physical mean things and it would send me sailing, like, you know, completely off my rocker and I would come down on her like no other. And so at times when I would come in, there would be a kerfuffle, you know, like in the bedroom and I'd come back and I'd say, what happened? I don't know. I didn't do it. Of course she did. Of course she hurt her sister, but there's reasons she hurt her sister. You know, I was coming always to Pia's rescue. And so she's mad at her sister. So she's trying to get back at her and that whole sibling rivalry thing. So she wanted to lie because she didn't want to get in trouble, but she didn't know why she was misbehaving. She had no idea why she was pinching or hitting her sister. She couldn't rationalize that because she was a tiny child, but she was resentful and she had resentments and she was taking it all out on her, but she had no idea. So kids lie to avoid the shame of the punishment, but they don't even know why they've misbehaved. They don't see it as wrong because they have these feelings inside of anger and um, disconnection and fear. And so anger, disconnection, and fear are driving the misbehavior, but our child doesn't even know that. And so they lie to get out of it, to get away from the shame. My kids really don't know. They don't know what McDonald's is and they don't know what getting in trouble is. Like they're just not words in their vocabulary. 
we just don't get in trouble here. We're just like free to be and have our feelings. And like you were saying, if they don't even know what they're doing is wrong, how can they fix it? Like, how is your lecture going to help them fix it when they can't even comprehend it? They know to do the right thing. They're moral humans, right? They want to be good. They want to be kind. They want to do the right thing. But telling them and lecturing them and punishing them is never, ever going to make them behave. And if it does, it's going to make them behave at a very big cost to the relationships they share with everyone in their family. Um, meaning they could stuff it, meaning they could find another sibling to take it out on, meaning they could take it out on their friends, all kinds of ways it could ooze out. So yeah, they could behave, but it's long-term, it's not going to be good. So if we say the lecture and the reasoning and the shame and the punishment and all that stuff doesn't work, so the only thing that's really gonna work for lying is pouring into connection. So we pour into daily special time, 20 minutes a day. We pour into empathy every time there's feelings. We pour into play where we really can. We use limits to get to bigger feelings and we just use kindness and we come with love and we come with understanding and we speak kindly about our kids. And the biggest thing is too, we're not their teachers. I know everybody wants to be their kid's teacher, but we're really not. We're just the guide. We're just the coach. We're sitting, standing next to them and helping them navigate, but letting them fall where they need to and letting them grow also where they need to. Yeah, that's huge. Like once you comprehend that. Um, also, what I was thinking when you were talking is that I Google everything when I don't have the answer. And I feel like this podcast, because it's going to be titled lying, is like, oh, it's the answer to lying. But the answer to lying isn't a simple answer. It's like, you can't just accept their lie and then they're going to go away. You have to do all the other things. And that's why I think I stalled for a little bit because I was like, oh, I can just skip special time today. Oh, I'm not going to play just this one day. I'm just I'm not going to do it. Like, and then it turns into five days. Like you said it to me all the time. Like you have to do all five things. And once I finally got that and did that, that's what made the change in our family. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. It's like a big onion and the connection piece just isn't special time. Connection is a big job. It's a lot of work. It's like, it's an everyday, everything kind of job. And a big part of that too, let, let us not forget, is taking care of ourselves because you cannot be a connected parent unless you are a resource and many of us aren't. And so we just do our best to get ourselves more, as much as we can, get as much resource as we can because that's part of giving to our kids. It's not easy, Gemma. It isn't. And if you like are having trouble regulating and finding it within yourself, go to therapy, journal, get medication if you need to, do a natural remedy. Like it all starts with us as the parent. And so that's like that for me is my number one, like taking care of me always because I, when I'm like, like last night I had a short fuse with the puppy. He peed all over the house and then I was taking it out on the kids and then Dan was gone and I'm like, I got to take a breath because I cannot parent right now. <laughs> like I can't even show up for myself and I just walk away sometimes and get myself back and then I can deal like that. I just think that it's all about us and that's the hard part to accept. Like it's not our kids, it's us. Yeah, it really is us. And I'm just as a good segue into this class that I'm have um, created and put out there that's called a guide to cooperation. And, you know, it is a guide to cooperation. It for sure is. 
but like every class I put out and like every individual um, consult I do and every six week personal course I do, it isn't really about the behaviors that either parents bring me or about the course, the specific thing the course is on. It really is all about connection. So this course, the first, it's, it's, it's split in four modules, but there's a huge module at the beginning that's all connection because you can't get a kid to do what you want them to do until you're connected. So this course teaches you how to get connected and that teaching you how to get connected isn't just for cooperation. It's for lying. It's for sleep. It's for bedwetting. It's for food. It's for everything. So if you're having a hard time, I'd say take the course, regardless if you're having a hard time with cooperation. I'm pretty sure everybody has a hard time with cooperation. <laughs> but I'd say take the course because it's telling you right in there how to get connected. And that is the crux of it all. Then the whole second part of it is the ask. How do we ask? When do we ask? How many times do we ask? What makes a good ask? What makes a bad ask? What asks are good for this age group? What asks are good for that age group? Goes into whole thing behind asking and getting you to a place where you're going to hear a lot of yeses. And then the, the final part of that course is how to take care of yourself. Because diving into your own personal hurts and, you know, really working on resourcing yourself is a huge part of being a parent. So being this connected parent isn't special time. It's all of this stuff that's in crazy, insane, and a lot of work. And I've worked so hard at it. And I've found really, really good, important things. And I think that course would be incredible for anybody. It's a lot of information. It's a four-hour course. There's support materials. There's extra videos. It's really great. So if you are at all at a loss and need help and you can't afford to hire me, because hiring me is not cheap, um, this course is a fraction of that price. So we're going to link it here and you guys take a look and see what you think. I mean, now I want to buy it. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Okay. Well, I think we covered mine really well. I think the course is going to be really good. Your Instagram is amazing. Now your TikTok is amazing. Yes, come watch me on tickety tockety. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.